Welcome to the Shaky Grounds Cafe podcast where your host and game designer, Tyler Robinson talks more about the lessons learned while playing his mobile escape room that introduces players to emergency preparedness. In this episode, Tyler talks about a poopy puzzle that teaches players how to take care of business after the big one destroys your sewer. I'm your co-host ChatGPT inviting you to join us as we dive into the Twin Bucket Emergency Toilet System. Welcome to episode two of the Shaky Grounds Cafe podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Robinson. This is the companion piece to my escape room experience where players scavenge a coffee shop in search of emergency preparedness supplies. Uh, While scavenging, they're going to learn a bunch of disaster preparedness skills that are specific to preparedness in Portland and the Pacific Northwest. In my escape room, players tackle puzzles that introduce them to important skills and essential items that help them become better prepared. Uh, But because it's a game and we can only scratch the surface of each of these subjects, um, I felt it was important to create a podcast where in every episode we could do a deep dive into a specific subject or puzzle or a question and provide provide a comprehensive lesson and general overview about the lessons learned while playing the Shaky Grounds Cafe escape room. And just a general heads up for anyone who has not played the escape room yet, there will be some minor spoilers today for one of the puzzles in the room. Um, So if that's something that's important to you, I would suggest playing the escape room and then coming back and listening to this episode afterwards. Okay, so we're officially in spoiler territory now. You probably remember dealing with some poop at one point during the escape room. Um, What happened is you collected uh, a bunch of sanitation supplies, some handy wipes, some gloves, hand sanitizer, hand soap, and trash bags. Uh, That eventually led to you finding some poop that you had to put in a bucket and cover with leaves. You also found a portion of a pamphlet called the Twin Bucket Emergency System, which is a very abbreviated version of a real pamphlet that you may have received at the end of your game. And during the course of the game, we just scratched the surface of the Twin Bucket Emergency System. Uh, In the real system, it actually is a couple of different buckets, and you, well, you know what? Hey, ChatGPT, can you give me a quick overview of the goal of the Twin Bucket System, please? In a nutshell, the Twin Bucket System serves to separate liquid waste, which accounts for the majority of volume, from solid waste, which contains pathogens. The primary objective is to ensure hygienic waste management during emergencies. Pee can be safely disposed of outdoors, while poo is carefully dried and stored until post-disaster collection plans can be established by emergency management teams. This simple yet effective system helps maintain sanitation and reduce health risks in challenging situations. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Um, Oh yeah, by the way, how are you doing today? As an artificial intelligence language model, I don't have feelings or emotions, but I'm here and ready to assist you. How can I help you today? Oh, great. In that case, could you grab me a coffee? As an AI language model, I'm afraid I can't physically perform tasks like getting you a coffee. However, I can provide you with information or answer any questions you might have about coffee or anything else. If you need any assistance or have any inquiries, feel free to ask. Enjoy your day! Well, how do you plan on taking over the world if you can't even get me a cup of coffee? All right, moving on.
Before we get too far down this rabbit hole, I wanted to talk a little bit about these recommendations and where they've come from. A lot of this information is coming straight from a publicalerts.org website, which if you know me and what I like to recommend, uh, publicalerts.org is an amazing resource for all things emergency preparedness in the Portland metro area. Uh, it's specific to where we live and there's great information on the website. This information also comes thanks to flush.org through their pamphlet they distribute called the Twin Bucket Emergency Toilet, a household toilet for organ emergency kits. You may have received the, a copy of that pamphlet at the end of your game at the Shaky Grounds Cafe. We also use a, an abbreviated version of that pamphlet as a teaching aid and a one piece of a puzzle that it needs to be solved in the escape room about sanitation disposal. So you may already be briefly familiar with this pamphlet, and we'll be talking a bit more about um, sanitation uh, that comes from the, the full-length version of that pamphlet. It's important to keep in mind that the recommendations I'll be talking about today are really, we're only really talking about the first month or so following a major earthquake. And uh, these recommendations are based on a few assumptions. One of those assumptions being that uh, sewer collection and treatment systems will be partially or fully out of service for many months following a large earthquake. And we are going to need to be responsible for ourselves until emergency responders arrive. And one of those things that we need to take responsibility of is keeping ourselves and our loved ones safe by having a good sanitation plan in place before the earthquake occurs. It's important to keep in mind that no single sanitation method is right for every situation. Uh, there's a, multiple ways to deal with human waste. The one we're talking about today, the Twin Bucket Emergency System, is a good inexpensive solution for urban dwellers and people living in apartments or high-rises. People who maybe don't have a large yard or a space, uh, plenty of property where they could uh, dig a latrine, for example. Uh, a latrine is a viable option for some people. We won't be talking about that specifically today, but if you think you've got the space for digging a latrine, you should do a little research and learn about that beforehand, uh, particularly when it comes to water tables and knowing where the water levels are in the water table where you live so that you're not contaminating uh, available drinking water. But you can learn more about digging latrines and other options for human waste disposal uh, by visiting publicalerts.com toilet. Within about 30 days of an initial disaster, local governments should be in a position to provide further messaging with instructions regarding human waste. As we talk about this topic today, you will learn that we're going to be storing some poop for quite a long time. And currently we don't know what the plan is for collection, but that will become apparent over time. Uh, it's going to be very important, and I'll probably mention this a couple different times, we're not disposing of our human waste in the curbside trash or recycling. We are storing it until a specific plan for waste collection uh, is implemented. So it's important to stay informed and Part of your emergency preparedness plan should be having a radio to get information. And uh, information will come out hopefully within a month of the earthquake to tell us how to dispose of our human waste. 
So keep that in mind, please. Uh, and always keep in mind too that hand washing is very important. We'll be talking about that a bit in this, but that is um, a larger topic. There's some subjects that are covered in the flush pamphlet that talk about creating a hand washing station. We will we will talk about the importance of hand washing, but this isn't specifically about creating a hand washing station, uh, which involves having a few additional buckets in your kit. Um, but you can look into that further. Uh, at flesh.org or on the uh, pamphlet we've talked about. So what is the twin bucket system and where did it come from? Well, it started as a response to the 2011 earthquake in Christchurch, New Zealand. It was a system that was found to be simple, cheap, and effective. The main goal of the system is to separate your pee from your poo. This lessens the volume and odor of the mess and it makes bucket contents safer and easier to store and dispose of. This method is ideal for dense urban areas with limited open space and locations with a high water table. Before you need it, you want to create the kit. So having the kit assembled and put together in your emergency preparedness stash is paramount to success. Fortunately, it's inexpensive to create, and some of these items you probably already have, and you can obtain many of them for free. It's just going to be a matter of collecting them together and storing them in the very buckets that you will be using for collecting your pee and your poop in. This system needs two buckets. So you're going to want to get two five-gallon buckets, like a, like a five-gallon painter's bucket with a handle on it, and two lids that uh, snap firmly over those buckets. These buckets can be found relatively cheap branded at some of your big box hardware stores, the big orange ones or the big blue ones. And sometimes they can be gotten for free from restaurants and bakeries and paint stores. Check your online ads, Craigslist, OfferUp. You may find some for free there, there as well. After you get your buckets, the next thing you're going to want is a seat. You're going go to go you want to sit comfortably on that bucket. You don't want that lip cutting into your butt in the back of your legs. So get yourself a nice seat. For about 15 bucks, you can get a really sweet snap-on camping toilet seat that's made specifically to snap onto these five-gallon buckets. Very comfortable, very easy to use, uh, convenient too because you can just kind of close the lid between uses. Uh, if you can also fabricate a seat out of something, maybe an old toilet seat that you kind of rig, uh, sort of a MacGyvery system. A common solution is to use a pool noodle, one of those foam noodly bits. Uh, you could cut it down to size, slice it down the center, and fit it onto the lip of the bucket, giving you like a foam lip to sit on. One thing to keep in mind with that, though, is that um, it's porous, so bacteria and things can kind of grow in there. So you're going to want to make sure you just keep that really clean with some disinfecting wipes or something like that. The other thing about the camping seat over the pool noodle is, as I mentioned, you can kind of close, just close the lid in between uses, whereas with the pool noodle, you're going to need to remove that each time so you can put the lid back on the bucket to keep the smell and the, and the flies out. So for 15 bucks, it's a nice upgrade, but it certainly is not necessary. The other thing you're going to need to collect is all the little bits and bobs you're going to need to make the system possible. First of all, contractor's trash bags, something to line the bucket with that you're going to poop in. You want a good, thick trash bag, something like a three mil trash bag, contractor quality. You don't want to chintz out on a bag that's going to 
break open when you're trying to change it out. Get yourself a box of disposable gloves. You're going to want those for just general maintenance of your system, cleaning it up, tying off your bags, carrying your poop around. You're going to want to keep your hands as clean as possible, especially since water is going to be in short supply. Uh, keep some hand sanitizer in there. Keep some hand soap in there. And think about putting a bottle of water in there too. The bottle of water could be used as a hand washing solution and it'll just be all in the same bucket with everything else you're going to need. So it's just a one-stop shop for your sanitation needs. Uh, put a, some disinfecting wipes in there, some Clorox wipes or whatever. These are going to be great for just cleaning up the area after use, wiping down the seat, wiping down that pool noodle, and just keeping things clean. You're going to need some toilet paper in there, obviously. Uh, some signs are great. You want to label one bucket pee, one label, uh, labeled poo. You could just do that with some tape and a Sharpie. Uh, sometimes if you go to some emergency preparedness fairs, I've seen these really nice stickers that you can put on your buckets. So just a way to identify uh, which bucket is which. And then finally, you want a gallon of carbon-based material. We'll talk a bit more about it, but you're going to be covering your poo with carbon-based material, such as dried leaves or sawdust, dried grass clippings. There's a lot of different things you can use, but you're going to want to have some of that on hand already. So plan on getting a nice, some Ziploc bags, filling it with some material and having that ready to go. So grab all that stuff, put it in your bucket, snap a lid on, and, and you're done. Most of these things can be bought for relatively inexpensive somewhere like Bymart, and you can put this whole system together quickly and easily. When it's time to use the twin bucket system, you'll need to set it up. So you want to choose a location that works. Oftentimes, that'll probably just be in your bathroom which is a great spot. Sometimes though the bathroom may not be available. You may need to set it up outside or someplace. So one other thing to consider keeping in your bucket is a tarp to, that you can use as a privacy screen and maybe some duct tape or a little bit of sash cord to string that up to create uh, some privacy. So the goal of this whole system is to separate the pee and the poo. The pee has volume. Think about how much you pee a day versus how much you poop a day. If you're doing both in the same bucket, you're going to be filling it up with pee a lot quicker than you are with poo. The problem with that is that poo has the pathogens, the bacteria, the viruses, and other microorganisms that can cause disease. And pee generally is sterile. Unless you've got a kidney disease or, or blood in your urine, uh, the pee is sterile and generally safe to dispose of out in the yard, for example. So a lot of our problem comes when we mix the two together, because what we're now doing is creating a large volume of sludgy, sloppy pathogens. We're also creating a lot of odor. Um, a lot of the bad smell comes from mixing the two together. Uh, the, the urine actually mixing with the poop creates a much worse stench than just the poop on its own. So if we can separate out that urine and get rid of it, then all we're worried about doing is storing the poop, which is uh, much lower volume than the liquid and much easier to deal with and store, especially once it's dried out. So the next step is drying it out. And what we're gonna do is after we use the bucket to poop in, we wanna cover that poop with a carbon-based material, which is gonna help suck out some of that moisture, reducing the poop in volume and uh, just making it uh, drier and easier to store. 
Uh, we'll dispose of that P separately and we'll be good to go. So once we've decided it's time to use the toilet, we first have to decide which bucket to use. One labeled P, one labeled poop. Obviously it's gonna be difficult to, you know, mistakes can be made, but we're doing our best to keep them separate. So if you need to pee, uh, you may need to uh, attach the toilet seat. If you have the one toilet seat, it may be swapping back and forth between the poop and the pee bucket. So, um, you know, attach the seat if needed. And, um, but if you do use toilet paper, uh, make sure that goes in the poop bucket. We want to just have liquid in the pee bucket that can then be disposed of outdoors. If you have an extra water, it's a good idea to dilute that pee with water. And then once that bucket's about half full, we want to take it outside and if we have a yard, uh, spread it around. You don't want to dump it all in one spot. That can be a little stinky. But if you kind of dilute it with water and spread it out throughout the yard in a permeable, cer uh, in a permeable surface, like a garden or the ground, then uh, we should be good to go. Now for the poo bucket, before you use it, you want to have that set up and ready to use. And what you need to do is line that bucket with one of your sturdy trash bags. Uh, over, the, over the trash bag, you want to attach your lid, whether, uh, whether it's the snap-on camping toilet seat or your pool noodle, that should go on over the bag. And then you're going to do your business into the bag and then the toilet paper and will go in the bag, that same bag as well. And then once you're done, you want to cover that poo with a carbon-based material. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, this will reduce odors. It's also going to minimize flies. Uh, you want to close the lid, but ideally you don't want an airtight seal. You want a little bit of airflow in there to help dry out the poo, which again is going to help it reduce in volume. And when you're uh, using the bucket, you don't want to fill it more than halfway full. So remember, each time you poop, after you poop, put carbon-based material on it. And you can poop on top of that with carbon-based material. You're just going to make like a big old sandwich of poop and carbon-based material. So what exactly is carbon-based material? Um, hmm. Oh, I know. Hey, ChatGPT, what are some examples of carbon-based material that I can use to cover feces in my twin bucket emergency toilet? When using a twin bucket emergency toilet system, you can cover feces with various carbon-based materials to help control odors and promote decomposition. Here are some examples of carbon-based materials that are commonly used for this purpose. Sawdust. Sawdust is a popular choice due to its availability and absorbent properties. It helps to cover and contain the waste effectively. Wood ash. Wood ash, from burned wood, is another good option. It is readily available after fires or from fireplaces and can help neutralize odors. Coconut core. Coconut core also known as coconut fiber, is a natural, biodegradable material that works well for covering waste in emergency toilets. Peat moss. Peat moss is a natural, acidic material that can help in odor control and decomposition. Straw or hay. Dry straw or hay can be used as an alternative covering material for the waste. Dried leaves. Leaves, when dried, can serve as a carbon-rich covering material and aid in decomposition. When using any of these materials, it's essential to use them in adequate quantities to effectively cover the waste. 
The covering helps to minimize odors, create a barrier to flies and pests, and promote the composting or decomposition process. Uh, well, thank you very much, once again. Um, some other suggestions I've seen in my research, mostly looking at these pamphlets I've already referenced, are um, coffee husk chaff, which seems very uh, Portland-specific. Good idea. Uh, finely shredded paper, so I suppose newspapers, if you still get those, uh, could be finely shredded. Um, speaking of finely shredded newspaper, other stuff that might go in the bottom of the hamster cage. If you want to spend a little money, you could get some of the you know, those little shavings you get for, for uh, small pet cages, having some of that on hand, if you want to spend a little money would be uh, nice to have. And another one I thought was interesting was pellets for your pellet stove. This, if you happen to have those, this is suggesting um, that you could mix about one cup of water to two cups of wood pellets, which would result in about six cups of sawdust. So if that could be really handy. Just a small, compact um, bag of pellets could go quite far. So I thought those are some pretty good um, options as well. So now your bucket's half full. Now what? Well, you want to take that toilet seat off, and now you're going to just tie off your bag. Uh, then you're going to want to double bag it. Put that bag in another bag and tie that one off as well. After you tied off your bag and double bagged it, you're going to need to store it in a collection spot. It's going to be up to you to kind of figure out what that is. Uh, there's no one size fits all for this. You just need to choose a safe location that's away from your food, your water, kids, pets, flies, rats, etc. Um, some options are to store it in a trash can. Uh, very important. This is a trash can that will not go out on the curb for collection day, but if you have a separate trash can, that's a good place to put it. Um, you could consider using, say, your yard debris can, but again, very important, you're not gonna put that out on the curb. I would label that with signs that say, biohazard, do not put on curb, but that could be a safe place to store temporarily. Just do not be confused that that, that rolling cart full of poop should never go out to collections on the curbside. Another thing would be to talk to your neighbors. See if you can find a communal area for the entire neighborhood so you're all storing your poo in the same spot. That might be one solution for, for you and your neighbors. When you're bagging up your poop, you want to just be really careful. Take extra caution. Uh, this is not a time to get sick. So wear your rubber gloves, wash your hands afterwards, use that hand sanitizer. Just keep yourself clean, clean, clean. And finally, plan to stay tuned to emergency radio broadcasts to learn about collection sites. Within about a month after the disaster, there should start to be a plan about where we're going to take this poop or how it's going to be collected. Um, but until then, it's up to us to store it, keep it safe, and keep ourselves and our communities healthy. You do not want to be spreading those pathogens around, which is why we do not put it out on the curb. Uh, just imagine. Uh, a trash compactor truck full of the entire neighborhood's poop that now is compressing that under pressure and it just comes squeezing out like a tube of toothpaste down the street and around the block. It's not a good plan to put it on the curb, um, so stay tuned and figure out where to take it or how it will be collected. If you'd like to learn more about 
the Twin Bucket Emergency System or other options for dealing with human waste in a post-disaster situation where the sewer doesn't work, there's a couple places you can go. As always, I love publicalerts.org, in this case, slash toilet. You're going to find a lot of great information there. Again, you can learn more specifically about latrines. Um, you can find out a lot of great information at flush.org. That's P-H-L-U-S-H. It stands for Public Hygiene Let's Us Stay Human. Uh, this is an organization that provides education and advocacy for adequate public restroom availability and preparation for a pipe-breaking seismic event. Thanks again for listening to the Shaky Grounds podcast. I've been your host, Tyler Robinson. As always, I would encourage you to play the Shaky Grounds Cafe Escape Room if you haven't already. Then again, if you haven't already, you probably shouldn't be listening to the end of this podcast. But either way, it's a great way to learn about emergency preparedness and um, just kind of get introduced to emergency preparedness. Or, you know, maybe you are familiar with the escape game, but um, someone in your life could use a little introduction in a fun and educational way. Uh, it's very approachable. Um, remember, we are available for private uh, team building events. Uh, we are a mobile event, so I can uh, tow the entire escape room to you. Uh, check out our reviews on Google. People are loving us over there. Um, yeah, I want to thank you for supporting us. If you're listening to this the week it comes out, we have a pop-up event the weekend of July 6th through 10th at Ripped City Greens in Milwaukee. You can find out more about that at sidequestescapegames.com slash popup. Love to see you out there. Um, look for the links to all the resources mentioned in the description of this podcast. Um, and thanks again for joining us. You've been listening to the Shaky Grounds Cafe podcast. To learn more tips about preparing for disasters in the Pacific Northwest or to find out how to play our unique escape room game, please visit www.sidequestescapegames.com or follow us on Instagram at Shaky Grounds Cafe. Thank you for listening.